All right, good afternoon. Um, obviously, good to start the week off um, after a win. You know, that you know, was a good day for our program. You know, the victory was a result of a lot of people's uh, hard work and, and you, know, a, a, you know, from players to coaches to support staff. You know, it was good to see our fans and all those people be able to celebrate a victory. So it was a, a good day on Saturday. You know, obviously, we've uh, put that one to rest and moved on, um, you know, as we begin our preparation for the TCU game. Obviously, TCU is a uh, you know, very talented uh, team playing at a high level, you know, climbing as high as I think somewhere around number five in the polls. Uh, Gary Patterson has done a tremendous job at TCU for many years. Uh, a Kansas native, uh, drive by his hometown many times, recruiting the state. You know, see the sign out there, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for. And honestly, in the last ten years, I've spent countless hours in the off season watching TCU's defense, trying to steal ideas because they've been one of the. Uh, he's been one of the best defensive coaches in, in college football for a long time. Um, you know, on offense, obviously they're putting up a lot of uh, points, a lot of yards, led by uh, their quarterback Boykin, who's a special athlete and having a tremendous year. Uh, very talented a group, and as I mentioned already, you know it's a tough uh, defensive squad. Um, you know, we look forward to the challenge of playing on TCU this Saturday, which will be our uh, senior day. You know, we'll send out a lot of very special seniors for the last game at Memorial Stadium, and I hope to send them out on a positive note. Um, you know, before we uh, take any questions, I want to acknowledge you know, Coach Francis, congratulate him on our women's soccer program qualifying for the NCAA tournament and you know, being able to host a first-round matchup against uh, you know, that team from the East a little bit. So. Um, you know, with that, we'll open this up to some questions. When you're watching all those hours of film of, of Patterson defenses, and you said trying to find ideas you can steal and whatnot, what, what do you look for? I mean, because obviously you don't have the same personnel, so do you look for those ideas and then go try to recruit that personnel, or do you try to adjust it to what you have or all of the above? I think, you know, in the offseason when you just sit down and you have a little bit of time to – just go through what's really happening out there in college football. What are other people doing? What are they, you know, how are they defending certain things, you know, from offensive teams? You know, you, you just put their tape on. You you watch everything from how does their three technique get in a stance to how does he take on the block to what kind of coverage do they play, how they match it up at the front, how they handle all the different things, you know. And if you just watch enough film of of those guys, sometimes it, it just sparks an idea or gives sure. you something, you know, a little creative thought in there and, and uh, TC, you know, for years, they were there on about a five-year run where they were top five in the nation every yeah. year on defense. And I figured if they were doing that, they must be doing something right. So, you know, it's kind of a copycat business and not ashamed to admit that I've stole, stole a few things there. So, you know, before we even continue here, <coughs> we're the writers from the UDK here. Who we got here from the UDK today? All right. Now make sure we get our money's worth today. I've been here for about four weeks now. Haven't heard a lot of questions from you guys. So sometime during this thing, I want to hear some questions from the from the, the student body here from the UDK. All right, we gotta get, get your parents' money's worth on this uh, journalism <laughs> degree. All right, uh, let's keep going. It's a nice way of telling me to shut up. Can <laughs> 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 we take up for coaching visor? And just watch Von Boykin just as a football <clears throat> fan. What are your impressions? You know, I've been fortunate. I actually um, went through Mesquite West High School, and he was a senior in high school and got the same practice as a um, um, high school player. And to tell you how smart I was, I thought he'd be a great safety. Um, so, you know, when you, when you watch him, he, he's a 
you know, one, he's a special athlete. The guy truly is uh, gifted with his, you know, athletic ability, speed, change of direction, all that. He has a cannon for an arm. He, he drops that thing back and, and wings it. He's kind of got one of those, you know, baseball pitcher wind-ups and lets it go. And I mean, the kid, he plays with energy. He plays with um, a spark about him. Um, you know, he, he has the appearance of one of those guys that is having fun playing the game. What did you think of his front flip into the end zone last week? He, like I say, he, you know, he's one of them guys that, that he kind of has that bounce to his step. Um, you know, athletic ability kind of just comes out of him. Sure, I think he may be one of the best athletes in the conference at any position. When TCU went to the, or Patterson introduced that four-two-five, how innovative was that at the time? It, it was. It was, you know, because uh, everyone else had kind of been the, the standard quarters approach with it. He threw the nickel on the field. You know, in technical terms, sort of throwing that nickel outside of, of the, the second receiver. You know, because at that point in time, everyone was battling, defending the zone read bubble game, you know, and throwing it out there. And then that simple little change over putting the nickel out there and, and man coverage outside leverage on number two, which everyone thought was crazy at the time. And that he made a living doing it, and, and now it's almost the standard. What's what's clicked for, for Boykin? I mean, you guys, the last couple of times you've seen him, have had some success slowing that offense down. Uh, why, why is he so more expl so much more explosive this year? Well, I know, you know, the, they, they brought in Coach Meacham and, mm -hmm. and uh, Sonny come be from, you know, different areas and, and tweaked some of the offense and some of the things that they were doing offensively. And, and I think that the changes that they made, you know, fit Boykin's, um, his skill set a little bit better. Um, and, and it's allowed him to, to utilize his ability to run the football, sure. whether it be designed runs or, you know, some freedom to make a quick decision, you're going to throw it or I'm going to go uh, type mentality. It's been giving him that freedom. So I think a little bit of the offensive, the schematic change there has, has freed him up. When you guys were able to hold their offense down, was that something you did that kept them from running or, or a combination of that plus, you know, what they were running? Yeah, you have to have uh, a, a plan of attack on how to not let him beat you scrambling. Uh -huh. you know, he converts a lot of third downs by scrambling, and it's a, an issue that uh, he creates uh, for you. So, you know, in the past, we're, you know, we played quarterbacks like this. You know, we're always conscious of making sure we're not leaving people on islands uh, to, to try and tackle this young man by themselves. Yeah. <coughs> playing one of the seniors going on this Tony Pearson, can you just kind of comment? It's sort of been a checkered career with some injuries and <coughs> position flips and what have you. You were inclined to move back to running back. Just talk about that and just his whole career. He has, you know, first Anybody associated with our program is a, that knows Tony on a day-to-day -day basis is a Tony fan. I don't know how you couldn't be. The young man is as polite and uh, good-hearted a guy we've had in the program for a long time. He's a, a special individual, works extremely hard in the classroom, on the football field. Um, you know, I've never once heard a negative comment said about Tony in, in the, all the time I've been here. He truly is a special guy. And then on the football field, obviously, a, a you know, very unique talent and his ability to, to run and, and change direction and you know it came down to you know we knew we had to get Tony the ball and at wide out at the time whether it be breakdowns and pass protection or breakdowns you know just not getting the ball delivered there it was difficult to get him the, the amount of touches he needed playing wide receiver and, um, you know a guy that is arguably you know the one guy who can break a play for us on our team, he's got to get we had to get more opportunity so that's what led to him coming back to tailback but Tony's handled it all with the type of person he is, just unselfish, I'll do whatever I can to help the team mentality, and, and that's what he is. 100 yards rushing, it's, it's just, it's kind of a milestone number, but 
How good was it to see him do that? It was because you know he he has, he works for him and, and, and he he gets him and, and like you mentioned, you know he's missed a few games in his career, which are unfortunate because he really is uh, such a talented guy that he could have had a you know off the charts career. You know that he had a, obviously he's having a, a good career, but you know I don't think his talents have always you know been able to show him as much as as, as, as what's truly in that guy's body. How would you like the senior class to be remembered? A group of group of guys that, that through some tough situations, tough circumstances, always stayed together, always stayed positive, continued to lead this team, um, continued to um, show up each and every day and work hard and uh, strive to get better all the way to the very end. We have seniors right now who uh, show up to practice and continually work hard on the, the, the small things, the little things. So a group of guys that, that never quit. You always talk about, you know, preparing for what's right in front of you, but, but senior day is a big deal, obviously. Do you handle that any differently to, to prepare these guys for the emotions that might be out there Saturday? We're going to handle them in a different, I mean, in a different way in that, that we are going to make sure that, that um, we show the amount of respect and appreciation to these guys through the course of this week. We're mm -hmm. going to start today with a few things um, that are senior-oriented. You know, I, um, I'll never forget my senior last game and, and those type of deals, and, it, and it's emotional. I think we have some tremendous seniors on this team that, that deserve all the appreciation we can show them, and we're going to make a point of doing that this week and, and uh, let those guys know that their careers here were appreciated. What do you remember about your senior day? Is it the game? Is it the pregame? Is it the emotion? Or do you remember any of it? Yeah, like the, the part I remember is I remember on the, the Friday night you know meeting before, you know we got to address the team um, as seniors and you know in the team meeting. and. Those always get a little bit emotional, you know, and, and I'll, I'll remember that part about mine, you know, seeing some some guys who always pretend to be pretty tough with they cry like little girls, <laughs> myself included. <laughs> hey, Clint, I heard you uh, describe Ben as one of the most unbelievable kids you, you've coached. What has made him that for you? You know, he, he's a, a unique guy. You know, he kind of – he um, – Someone who, who um, truly can get himself emotionally just involved in everything. You know, I mean, he, he uh, uh, whatever they say, wears emotions on his sleeves, but, but he's, he's all in. You know, I mean, there, there's no doubt when you go to practice or you go into a game that you're going to get everything Ben Heaney has to help you at whatever the, the cause is. He doesn't question things. He, Tell him to do something different. He doesn't ask. He does, he does it different. He does it to the best of his ability. He's a, a coachable young man that that you know is 100 percent on your side, and, and uh, he's always been that way. It's a tough trade for what's gone on the last four years, right? For him to still do that. It, it is because you know you, you you change coaches, and every coach has a different way of presenting you know, and, and teaching things and convincing young men that this is the exact perfect way to do it. And you you know you hear enough grown men come in and say, no, you got to do it like this, or you got to do it like that. And the ladies start thinking. Well, one of these guys is wrong because they keep telling me something different, you know, and then he keeps buying in and, and uh, you know, it's fortunate that, that he's had the success that he has, you know, operating that, in that manner. What is it about Michael Reynolds that allows him to be so disruptive to other offenses? You know, Mike does a good job of, of, of a few things. One, he, he's a, he, he does go in there and he studies um, the person he's going to go against. Uh, he's very into that. He's into... You know, breaking down, you know, the offensive tackles, obviously, most of the time, you know, that guy's pass sets, that guy's 
tendencies that that guy's approach to things. Um, he's big on the, the you know finding the snap counts with the centers. But I'll say Mike takes a great, a very good mental approach to the game and the study of his opponent. And then obviously he's a you know he has some given abilities to jump the ball and, and have some quickness. Is there any pressure maybe taking off the seniors going into this game, having gotten the win the week before, knowing that it's not their last chance to get one? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. You know, I think, you know, as we started this deal, you know, day one with um, Dr. Zinger, you know, we first had that first talk. You know, one of our major goals in that deal was to develop a process and a way of operating as a football program, uh, developing these guys um, fundamentally and teaching them how to play the game correctly, you know, and, and I believe that we've had some success in doing that in the last four weeks, which I, I know seems uh, minor, but, you know, from the way we talk to our players, the way we meet, the way we structure our practice, I think has um, created a, a process to where these guys have been allowed to develop um, better fundamentally. You know, we wouldn't have won that game on Saturday because Iowa State is a tremendous fundamental team. You know, and I always equate it to, you know, boxing. Everyone knows how to get in the ring, put on gloves, and you're supposed to hit the other guy in the head. But the guy who has great fundamentals and training, it's not even, it's night and day between the difference. And, that, and football's not a whole lot different. If you're not prepared fundamentally, that can negate a lot of your athletic ability or advantages. And, and so, you know, what we've done practice-wise to develop our fundamentals and, and that has um, allowed us to make some improvement throughout. And, you know, I, I just so. When we talk about pressure and those things, don't ever really see it that way. I see it as just the day-to-day -day grind of the process and our kids buying into that and, and getting ready for another one. Clint, uh, one of your first personnel moves, so to speak, was throwing Michael in there at quarterback. Was it fair to say that in his time here, the last couple of years, he's either been kind of overlooked or, or undervalued, and that maybe now we'll really get to see what he's capable of doing on the field during the game? You know, honestly, when he did have opportunities in the past, he made the most of them. You know, he had some, some good games in there. Um, you know, I think through evaluations and different circumstances, being practiced, whatever the, you know, whatever the case was, I, I think that, you know, the coaches at the time felt that other guys gave us a better chance, obviously. Um, and, you know, Mike's one of those guys that, that when he gets on the, on the game field, he has a competitive nature about himself that I think really shows up in games maybe more than, than you know, all the other times in practice and that because he's – he steps out there, he finds a way to get things done. Clint, with uh, Victor Simmons, he's another guy that's uh, changed positions a few times and been through a little bit. What, what have you seen from him this year, his kind of progression? Well, he did. You know, you talk about going from a safety to a linebacker, and now we have him, you know, rushing the QB. And he, he really is, he's my third down hybrid guy. You know, every game I ask him to, I don't even know what his position is half the time. We just, you know, and fortunately, he's an intelligent young man that that I can pretty much on third down do whatever I want with him, and, and he figures it out. We've had him play everything from, from deep middle this year to covering tight ends to rushing the QB. Um, he's a he's a, a good body type athletically and size-wise for that. You know, he's on a 220-pound, 225-pound kid who can run and change direction, um, intelligent, and, and uh, um, he's been valuable in that we've been able to use him in so many different roles. and, and uh, Kind of, you know, he fits that that package, and then first and second down, you know, he's, he's playing our buck position and doing a nice job there. Early in this deal, go ahead. Hands up right here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. Darius Crawley played a little bit of running back in high school. What do you see out of him? Is 
position and has he been moved uh, permanently? He has been moved uh, permanently for this season where we have him at. He is, um, you know, he, he's a, one of those small, super quick, super fast guys. Um, you know, I could see his role changing again in the future here. You know, we, we moved into DB out of um, a necessity that we needed some quicker guys to cover. You know, we get a lot of these matchups on inside receivers that are difficult in this league. And he has the quickness and, and stuff and, you know, ability to do that. But, you know, keeping the ball out of his hands in the future will also be tough because he, he does have um, just tremendous quickness and, and vision and stuff from what he did in high school. So he's a guy that I think, you know, at some point in time he'll settle in, but I, I wouldn't say he's exactly where he is right now. It could change. Early on, one of the things you said was that um, becoming the head coach was, was cool for you because it allowed you to have relationships with guys on the other side of the ball that, that maybe you didn't have the time to devote to. Does, does that make this senior thing a little more special? Because now, over these past five, six weeks, whatever, you've had time to, to spend a little more time with Tony and Jamey and, and Harwell and guys like that. I mean, does that add to this senior day week? You know, it does. It, it kind of takes me back when, you know, my first few years as a coach, I was a special teams coordinator where mm -hmm. you got to work with the entire team. Yeah. And uh, it, it is back to that, you know. You know, I get I have reason and purpose to go talk to, to Smithburg and, and Nalu and, like you said, Jermaine and, and those guys to where it was in, in the past, you know, you would talk to them, but it was, you know, it was more um, just as, you, as you're passing. Now I get to hunt them down and, and have messages for them. So, yeah, you know, that, you know, we've done a lot of things that, that in the past four weeks, I feel has brought this team a lot closer together. And, you know, four situations to to make them take their headphones off, put the phones away, and, and pay attention to one another. And you know, I feel the team. You know, it, it has a different feel to it in the locker room. We have players over here a lot more often than they're not required to be, which I think is always a, a very positive sign. That, uh, a lot more fun things going on down in the locker room and um, then the player lounge. So, yeah, we've allowed me to get closer to them. I think you know, we've allowed them to get closer to each other. What was, uh, what was your senior day against and how did you guys do? It was against Missouri, and we shut them out 28-0. to zero. It wasn't even close. <laughs> Non-competitive. Coach Pham talked to you? Coach Pham did talk. Greatest speeches ever. Every, every, every Thursday. If anyone ever got to see a Coach Fan Missouri prep pep talk, you talk about classic. Quantrell's name over and over. Bad things. Quantrell did evidently graduate from Missouri. Any, any update on any of your injury situations? Keon or, or DeAndre or obviously Nalu went out too. Yeah, we're we're getting actually getting better on that front. Okay. I'm very very hopeful that you know I'll be surprised. You know, this week Keon will be in there, Bolton will be back in there, mm -hmm. Joe Gibson battled through and and continue to play. You know, our biggest concern right now, DeAndre Mann actually has a chance to, to get back in this week. Our biggest concern now is Nalu. Okay. Um, Nalu, I say is you know he's you know probably pretty questionable. And what you what you did you put Keon? In there when Nalu had no, to go out. Put Big Junior in there. Oh, that's right. That's Joshua right. Yeah. Got, got in there and yeah. did a heck of a job. Yeah. And we were and Nalu goes down while standing there. And Junior gets in the huddle and you know it's, it's the true freshman kid going in. So I think it was Ben Heaney or Mike Reynolds went over to to uh, you know kind of give him a little pep talk and, and Nalu had a, a confident grin on his face like you know don't worry about it. it's all good and, and the young man went in there and produced. Yeah, that would be the way you'd go again then, right? 
yeah, yeah. If Nalu can't go, then, right. then Junior's, Junior's up and ready. Yeah. That, that's got to be great to see at this point in the season. Some of those guys that, you know, he, he was playing early, but just on field goal block or whatever and not really getting the reps to, to see what you have in him. Yeah, you know, we snuck him in there late in the fourth quarter a couple times. Yeah. But, you know, this was his first um, significant action uh, from an early time in the game all the way through and um, went in there and handled it, handled like a veteran. Like you've been asked a lot about TCU and Baylor and their athleticism and their speed. Talk about the physical style that they also play with. Well, I, I, I tell anyone I listen that that's the most underrated thing about both of these teams. Um, both of them up front physically beat you up. You know, they're a, you know people kind of get confused with the open style of offense and the tempo and, and automatically think that this is a, a gimmick type offense or it's a, a pass first offense when in reality they're a run first offense and they're a very physical run team. Uh, both Baylor and TCU kind of operate that way. TCU's line uh, plays very well. Two tackles I think are, are very good on the outside. Center plays well. But yeah, they're, they're a knock you off the ball uh, type mentality and if they can do that the whole game, that would, that's actually their preference. Clint, how do you stop a mobile quarterback when you can't get to him on an offensive line like TCO is so good? You know, it's, it's been interesting to watch their games and see how other people approach it. You know, uh, you know, you can see some teams who are consciously making an effort to rush four guys and not really get upfield with them, trying to you know, build the, the four-man fence around it. Other guys have, have used three-man rushes and spied him, you know, just hang a guy in there that can you know, run him down when he goes. Other teams have, have tried to pressure him with control. Um, you know, the, the bottom line in pass rush is that, you know, you, you always take the base rush and you rush them forward where there's, there's six openings up there with the, the, the old line. And you got four guys defending six gaps. And um, with a QB like that, that gets scary at times. So there's a few different approaches that you, you have to take and you have to decide you know, really what your approach up, up front, how it matches what coverage you're playing on each down. But, you know, I think, I think a combination of all of them is usually the best way to go.